Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing What If, Episode 6, What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark. So let's get into it with the recap. In Afghanistan, Tony Stark's military convoy is ambushed by the Ten Rings, but he is saved by Eric Killmonger Stevens. Returning to Stark Industries with Tony, Killmonger exposes Obadiah Stane's involvement in the ambush before helping Stark build a humanoid combat drone using vibranium. Needing more vibranium to create a drone army, they arrange for James Rhodes to purchase it from Ulysses Claw. At Killmonger's behest, Claw leaks word of the transaction to Wakanda to lure in T'Challa. Killmonger kills T'Challa and Rhodey. Tony discovers the truth and confronts him about it. Killmonger kills him and stages it as a Wakandan attack before also killing Claw and reuniting with his estranged family in Wakanda. General Ross sends the completed army to attack Wakanda in retaliation for the murders of Rhodey and Tony, but Killmonger leads the Wakandans in successfully defeating them. In the aftermath, Killmonger ingests the heart-shaped herb and becomes the new Black Panther. As the United States prepares for war with Wakanda, T'Challa's sister Shuri visits Pepper and informs her of Killmonger's deceptions. She proposes that they work together to expose the truth. I really like this episode. I, I, I the whole like quadruple cross just really like this is mastermind stuff. This was Killmonger at a pure like villainous mastermind puppeteer level, and I, I'm and I loved it so much. I mean, not only just the return of Andy Serkis as Claw, which still continues to be the most entertaining one of the most entertaining aspects of the MCU that dies within three seconds of being on screen. Um, and it bothers me because he deserves like an entire movie dedicated to just him. But like this, this episode just went through so much shit to show that what Killmonger was capable of. And I, I loved it. I was even like surprised about how much I, I was on board for Tony Stark's uh, voice, uh, voice actor replacement. Like he did it. The writing was there. This what felt like Iron Man level Tony Stark personality. It was, it was there. Yet my note the, the person who I felt like was missing that threw me out of it, William Hurt again. I need William Hurt and Ross. That, that The guy they got replacing it does nothing for me. Need William Hurt. It hurts me to not have William Hurt. Does it wound you? Just hurts. Just hurts. Like shrapnel in the heart? <laughs> no, because Killmonger saved me. It's true. He did. We went from Ironmonger to Killmonger in this Iron Man story. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Jebediah's voice did not do them any favors either, but thankfully only had three lines. Obadiah? Obadiah, Jebediah, one of the Dias. Just die already. Yeah, it, it was it was cool seeing Happy clock Jeff Bridges. Um, happy was not happy that he uh, did not get the promotion, so I think he enjoyed just punching something at that time. Happy's never happy. No, we discussed that last week. Never happy. Apparently, in this timeline, MySpace never existed. Where is that? You, do you not remember that line from the original Iron Man? Oh, don't throw it up on MySpace. That's right. That line was not in this episode. It's been a while since I've seen the original Iron Man. Um, you're right. That was not there. They took that out. I guess they were consolidating. Other than that, they really do recapture the beginning of Iron Man. Yeah. No, almost perfectly to the to the connect. And like the animation was great. And I loved the way they implanted Killmonger into Tony's life. And it just felt like the ego worked really well. Like Tony looking for that save to that partner in crime who could really like make him feel like everything was good. Cause it's, it felt real. It felt like what Tony would do under those circumstances. Yeah. Except the thing that kind of is unfortunate is after this experience, Tony learns the opposite lesson. 
Yeah, he learns to go bigger. He's not humbled. He he he's more like, no, we have to go bigger, go home now. You know, and it's he's doing this he's doing the same thing. He's still building in order to 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 it's almost like we skipped ahead to him being terrified of Thanos, but but not being terrified of Thanos. He's just terrified of like he needs to win. He just needs to win. So he'll do anything he can to like be the bigger guy on the on the battlefield. Killmonger is that German? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's a good line. It's a good line. I felt bad for Tony, like just the way he way he ended up being a fool. They killed Rhodes. They killed like T'Challa. I mean, Killmonger really did his due diligence. No, he did. I, I did like that Tony tried to avenge Rhodey, though. Yeah, no, exactly. He just worked his ass off to get that drone working to to kick Killmonger's ass, but he failed because Killmonger like was better than that. Also, Paul Bettany got credit, but I watched it twice. I did not hear Jarvis's voice as much as you'd expect in an episode where Jarvis is in control of everything. He was there. I heard him. I, not enough, though. Paul Bettany deserved more lines. Like I expected to hear more during the battle. Like it was such a minute use of Paul Bettany. Which just triggers me after Endgame. That's the entire reason why they did WandaVision. <laughs> he just deserves more. Oh man, though. Uh, <laughs> the call out with uh, Killmonger and his, and his love for anime. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And he said, well, you know, at the, very, at the, at the worst, we're going to have the most expensive Gundam model ever made. Does that mean that Killmonger has a PhD in Gundams? I, let's say he knows how to build that. He knows how to build Gundam. He, I mean, like Japanese are way ahead of us now, but in this alternate timeline, Killmonger's got the shit. It's, I just, I love that they include Michael B. Jordan's love for anime as Killmonger, because in real life, like, he's a big nerd. He's a big nerd. And so he loved his outfit being like, uh, it wasn't Goku, it was... Um, no, it's Vegeta. Vegeta, thank you. Which, by the way, that's one of my favorite, like, costumes in the MCU is Killmonger's, like, Vegeta-esque armor yeah, yeah. It's, it, the color scheme the armor design is perfect yeah it works it works really well i was i was surprised i thought this episode was gonna go into like almost killmonger's redemption like and at the end like you realize by midpoint like obviously when he starts killing everybody you're like nope this is not about like him being a good guy this is this is about him being a worse villain than we even got to see last time i was surprised that um the child's father came out alive i was waiting for that shoe to drop you know one of the droid drones that accidentally get past the defenses and kill the, the child's father as well but nope. yeah i was kind of expecting the same thing uh t'chaka looked hella guilty though when killmonger was talking about avenging his dad of course because he knows he t'chaka killed his dad like so of course he feels hella guilty like he didn't want to do that, like, personally, but that's what he had to based on the circumstances. Um, and here we are. He's like, oh, if I had a chance to get back at him, I would. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to shut up now. You do your thing, boy. Don't call him boy. Like, he was going to kill Claw anyway, but oof. Oof. I know. I know. Just why do we have to always kill Claw? He's so in any circus as great as Claw. I don't want him to keep dying. He has to die because he's got that weird floppy hand, and I hate it. 
don't don't put this floppy hand down. It's fine. We we accept all all floppy hands in this world. I don't know something about the way they did the design for that in Black Panther just really unsettled me because it's like you're not you're not a fan of that arm. All right. No 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 no. I'm just saying I accept all cybernetic beings in my life. Uh, it was you're right though. It was very good to have Andy Circus back and actually to have so many of these characters back. No, I mean like we got the entire pretty much the entire cast of uh, of Black Panther. Minus Shuri. Yeah, minus Shuri. Which is too bad because like she did have a really great line at the end where it's like you just felt like Shuri and and Pepper were were two alien people, but like Shuri didn't pull me out of it. Pepper did a little bit. It's still William Hurt that really just gets me where it you know. Gets gets you right in the the hurt. The hurt locker. Speaking of speaking of fucking like Ross though, like he just took command of fucking all of Tony Stark's shit. This is like uh, the government's like Christmas because it's one thing they were never able to do. That's what Iron Man Two is about. Like they always wanted to take his assets and take his tech, but they were never able to do it. But like now the U.S. government doesn't have Tony to stop them, and has given all the reason in the world to continue doing it. So they own all of Stark Act. They're just like LOL Patriot Act. Yeah, pretty much. So this is just this is just Ross all blissful. Like you just picture him naked, like swimming in like a sea of Stark's nanotech. Maybe I shouldn't have put that visual out in the universe. Ugh. My apologies, um, folks. This is a family show. No, it's not. We say fuck all the time. This is a fucking family show, Jason. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan's Wakanda Forever, though pretty fucking weak that was so fucking weak it bothered the hell out of me my god like you you think of like chadwick and he's like wakanda forever you know like this passion and i just felt like michael be yours wakanda forever nah, no. it was more like wakanda whatever yeah uh, 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 okay, uh i mean yeah but uh. um speaking of wakanda forever though that is also what it said on t'challa's casket in wow. wakandan script there's so many times in this entire What If series where we're like paying more and more respect and homage to to Chadwick's passing. And I, I love it. It's just, it's constantly tear jerking. It just pulls at your heart. Like how many times do we have to bury him? It's like, oh God, you hurt. It hurts. It hurts. It doesn't William, it doesn't William hurt though. It doesn't William hurt though. No, he doesn't deserve that. But yeah, I, I, do kind of wonder if they'll use that same design for T'Challa's, presumably T'Challa's, you know, casket in Black Panther 2. So many, so sad, so many tears, so many tears. But this was a good fucking episode. This was like, I'm going to repeat myself again. This is like, I want to see a full movie of this because this was like a full on like double cross threat, alternate timeline genre bending. Like I loved, I loved all of it just because of the way we, we passed through it all from Killmonger's perspective. Like well, you knew what was going to happen. It just, it, the way it told its story was so brilliant. So we're, we're definitely coming back to this though. Yeah. Because yeah. in the, in the trailers, there is a scene with Shuri using her blaster hand things and pepper pots behind her. So, so we're coming back to these. So the, maybe the characters that uh, the watcher takes are maybe not Killmonger from this timeline. It's Shuri and pots. I think he's definitely going to take Killmonger from this timeline because in that group shot that we keep seeing of like the multiverse heroes, it's got Killmonger in it. Does it? And, I don't and I I think, remember that. And I think it's this one. God, so um, Killmonger might redeem himself after all? Maybe. 
I mean, like, yeah, he has a bunch of assholes in that group. <laughs> He's got yeah. Evil Strange. He'll have Killmonger. With, like, the best version of T'Challa as Star-Lord. T'Challa-Lord? T'Challa-Lord. Nah, nah, nah. I don't like that. Nah, I don't like that. Something that I was thinking about, though, when we get that last scene with T'Challa and Killmonger in, like, the afterlife... It really, it really makes me wonder how they're going to handle T'Challa being dead in the MCU. Yeah, I feel like it, it's just it's going to be so hard because they put so much on T'Challa. And you could see it in What If, them just like T'Challa everywhere. And there's so much writing on his character that how they do it is, is going to be a massive, massive um, shift over to the directions they were going in. And it's tragic, not just on the personal, you know, like lo- losing of a, of a person that's as, as, I think as good and as, as, as amazing as, as Chadwick was, but like as a character within the story structure, there's, there's a lot, there was a lot writing on him apparently. I'm just sad. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's one of the few standalone heroes whose movie made a billion dollars. Yep. And his character means a lot of things to a lot of different people like it's yeah it's i know we're going to keep relitigating this and we're going to keep relitigating this but the reason why we have to is because it's so fucking sad it is and it's not just something that we can easily say and then dismiss over and over again because we're reminded every single episode i think how important he actually was to the story structure and how people view that character you know like even that last moment when we're in the spirit world, like I feel it's, it's, it's T'Challa's ghost. <laughs> I mean, like literal ghost kind talking of. to Killmonger being like, it's not how it works. You can do all this stuff. But you didn't earn it. So you're not going to find this piece. It's going to fuck you up one way or the other eventually. Yeah. That so. line was really good. Uh, power unearned is a very volatile force cousin. There it is. There it is. It's just, I, I how literal do we need? Like it's 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 almost creepy how beautiful it is. And then the watchers like heroes are never really gone. Ah. Chadwick. Chadwick. I know it's a bummer. It is. It really is. And it, again, every, it's not like they they're letting it go. It's because what if was like so much entrenched in Chadwick's character, right? And as you said, like they worked, re- he, he apparently worked really hard with the writers and like he wanted more of what he was doing, like to come out. Like, I feel like he was pushing the way they were presenting his character every time. Yeah. It's like, I want to know whether he knew, like he knew he was going and he wanted to put as much of himself into the ether as possible. I, I really think that he thought he was going to beat it. Yeah. 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 It's a damn shame. It is. Um, on a completely different tangent two two small like continuity things that i really appreciated younger shuri because obviously this takes place like eight years before black panther would have yeah she was like 14 right i mean it felt like 14 16 around that age yeah thing. i was gonna say yeah yeah like you know mid to mid to late teens and this is like six or eight years younger than that so i appreciated mm-hmm. her being small um the other thing is when Killmonger's shirt gets ripped off, you notice that he has like less of those like ritual kill scars. Yeah, because he didn't have time to kill the others yet. Because again, we're talking eight years in the past. 
yeah, I just tiny, tiny little things, but I just really like the the continuity there. I liked uh, hearing um, Don Cheadle as as Rhodey in Iron Man one era, just like when we got the experience, you know, like uh, Mark Ruffalo as Incredible Hulk era Hulk, you know, it's like we're, we're filling in those gaps. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I also love that. Uh, to, I love that uh, Killmonger used that weird paralyzation tech that. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that we yeah. haven't seen since Iron Man one. That we haven't seen since Iron Man one, but there it is. And I didn't realize. I mean, like it was. He made it full on fatal. That was fucking intense. Like I guess also, it would have been on the longer term, but he like he hit a button that just made it go like pew. Also, when he killed T'Challa, he took the Black Panther glove and he was like, oh, I'm really feeling this. And he says yeah. that in Black Panther. Yeah. So no, I just feeling it. <laughs> really, just really good little tiny bits of continuity. Great writing. I mean, just really great writing. And the music again. I mean, it just was so beautiful. I love the blends. That I can't wait for the score to come out. I don't think they're doing like a mid-season score thing. It hasn't, not that I've seen come out. They'll probably just do one big album at the end. Yeah, probably. We've only got three more episodes left, Joseph. Is it three? This was six, right? Yep, and we've got yep. nine. We got nine because we're, we're only getting nine. They moved the tenth um, to uh, season two. Yeah, so at least we know. At least we know we're getting a season two. We do. Um, the three episodes that are remaining, I don't know what order they're in, but we've Party got Thor. the. We got Party, Party Thor, Thor. Mm-hmm. Ultron, the Ultron episode, and then there's an episode where it's basically Ragnarok, but it's Tony Stark on Sakaar. Really? That's that's odd. I, I've never heard of that one. That's a new one for my brain. Yes, I believe that's what's going on. Huh. They better get Jeff. If they don't get Goldblum, this whole thing's going to shit. Because then we won't have Robert Downey Jr. Or, or Jeff Goldblum. Like, we need that. Are we getting Valkyrie? Like, who else is there? Oh, my God. I'm so confused. Actually, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I think the Thanos Gamora might show up in that episode as well. Okay. Because it's, you know, space. Ultron will probably be the last one, right? I think so. Oh, they better get James Spader. I need more James Spader quotes. I 100% bet you it's not James Spader. Look it up. You better, better, you better lie to me if it's not. I don't want to live in this world anymore. So we're definitely getting Taika Waititi back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're getting Korg. Oh, yeah. We are getting Jeff Goldblum back. Woo! Okay, now I just need James Spader. I just need James. Come on, man. Roll the dice. Come on, just give me James, please. Just give me James. Uh, it says that Ultron will appear, but will be voiced by a different actor. Why? Why would you do this to me? I blame you. This is Schrodinger's Ultron, and all you had to do was roll the dice in a different direction. Those neutrinos would have gone the other way. Spader would have shown up, and it would have appeared. What happened? What timeline am I in? Fuck this universe. I hate it all. At least we're getting Jeff Goldblum. You ruined it. It's ruined. I've been wanting more James Spaders for so long. Watch, they'll get um, Michael Shanks from SG-1. It's like, I get it. Fuck you, but I get it. I appreciate the gag, but <sighs> so party Thor, Tony Stark on Sakaar, and I, I have a feeling that Ultron's probably going to be the last episode. Yeah, because that seemed like the big, like that's what the watcher is going to get everybody in line for. Yeah, because it's going to be Ultron, but like he has all the Infinity Stones or some shit. Because I've seen that in the concept art where it's like 
Ultron, but it's Vision, and also he's got like all of the Infinity Stones. Like, wait, then Ultron should be played by Paul Bettany. That might save it. That might make me happy. Like, fix it, and where I won't have to like. Well, but then that wouldn't exactly make sense because, like, if Ultron got the body, then Jarvis wouldn't have been put in it. So it wouldn't really make sense for him you're, to. You're ruining this for me, man. Yeah, I was just about to be semi happy, and you just like ripped that about. You just ripped it out. The one possibility of happiness, and you were just like, "Oh, look at that!" Blink, goodbye, like a cat tossing my favorite mug off a freaking desk, shattering on the floor. Uh, any final thoughts on the episode? Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> I'm not gonna get over this. Final thoughts on the episode. Stop killing Andy Circus. <laughs> Find a better voice actor for William Hurt. And uh, whoever the voice actor of the Tony Stark, good job. Way better than I thought you were going to do. Nailed it. I'm looking forward to the Tony Stark on Sakaar episode because it'll finally be an episode of this season where Tony Stark doesn't die, presumably. <laughs> he's kind of, you know, like he's died in every episode or been a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think zombie counts as death. Yeah. Yeah. Un- so. Undeath. And I felt like at first it was like because they didn't want to, you know, have the voice actor have to work too hard. But this episode proved against that because like they, he had a full character in this. He just died anyway. Also, why is he dying from a shoulder injury? Did you notice where that spear hit? Like I went through the fucking shoulder. I had the thought that he probably pushed it in and then like stabbed him in the heart with something else. Yeah, that's that's that would make sense. I don't think that that actually killed him. No, because it was I was like he was stuck there. I got that. Like the thing went through his body and like connected him to the wall, and it fucking hurt. But like, it looked like he definitely got stuck. But it, it was pushed in by the same spear. They should have shown like another knife. I agree. That was weird. Like he was he was hit in the shoulder. There was no fucking reason he should die from that. Okay, which episode do you think is going to be next week? Party Thor or Tony on Sakaar? I'm going to say Party Thor because we had a Tony-centric episode now, so we'll split in, in between. Okay. Uh, I agree. I think uh, Party Thor next week, maybe? God, I can't believe we only have three episodes left. I can. Take a, take, let's take a quick moment also to discuss that amazing Hawkeye trailer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I was unprepared for this, but yes. Yes. It was good. It's the diehard we've been all needing in the MCU. Yes, essentially it is Marvel's answer to diehard. Yeah, <laughs> which is just, it just seems so, like I had no idea that was the energy we were going with and I'm just so happy. And I really hope it's it's Fisk. I really hope it's Kingpin. Please have it be Kingpin that's behind all this, just protecting his stuff, being you know, wanting revenge for all the shit that, um, that him as, not Nomad, fuck, what was his name? Ronin at him when he was Ronin, like killing everything during between Infinity War and Endgame. Like I really hope that that's where they're going with it. I I really hope so as well. The energy just seems so fun. I'm so, I'm so excited for this series. I had no idea. Like I was looking forward to it. Did you Did you not realize it was going to be a holiday series? I had no idea it was going to be a holiday series, and certainly not like to the extent that we that we're looking at it. Like it's a holiday series. Like this really is fucking Die Hard. I had no idea we were. It was that to that extent. I just thought like, oh, you know, Christmas might be involved, 
you know, but like that's <laughs> it's gonna be an eighties gag of just like trying to get home for Christmas. <laughs> I fucking love it. I am so excited for Haley Steinfeld. Me as, too. I've uh, been a big fan of her for a long time. Um loved her in Bumblebee, love her music. Um, so wanna see her kick ass in this. Some people say that I'm the world's greatest archer. Are you some people? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm some people. Um, so besides hoping that Vincent D'Onofrio is back as Fisk, there was a shot in the trailer that really reminded me of Daredevil. And it was um, the Echo character, the girl. Like She's like bathed in like red light, and it, it looked like a shot out of Daredevil. And she's a Daredevil character. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 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 I mean, if they if they pull these all these characters together from there and they stylize it in that way, that this the show is going to be fucking amazing. Disney Plus has not let let me down yet. Like, I take back all the shit I was giving you when you only had one show. Like for three years, you only had one fucking show on the air. Now you have everything in our wildest dreams. So keep on taking over the world, big conglomerate corporation. I'll keep paying. Because I'm a whore for your material now. I'm also a whore. Good. As long as we're all whoring together. Also, with all that fucking money, get fucking William Hurt back. He's an old sickly man. Leave him alone. I don't care. Like, you know, he could do old sickly man from like the privacy of his like VO booth that's in his home. He could do voiceover work. He doesn't have to act. He just sits there and speaks. Like, I get the distinct feeling that we're probably not going to be seeing too much of William Hurt in the MCU going forward because I think they're just going to have Val do his job. I'm going to miss him so much. I love William Hurt. I know. I know. Do you, though? You've told me a lot this episode. Now everyone knows. (laughs) I just want the world to know my love for William Hurt. I've been a fan of his since I freaking saw Dark City back in, like, 96. Never heard of it. What? All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.